Misfits Audio Productions presents Restored Old Time Radio. We claim no rights to it. This is released free for entertainment purposes only to restore interest in the golden days of radio. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for intro music. Remember to visit MisfitsAudio.com. Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal, invites you to rocket into the future with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Stand by to raise ship. Blast off minus five, four, three, two, one, zero. As roaring rockets blast off to distant planets and far-flung stars, we take you to the age of the conquest of space with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. As a warm spring sun beats down on the campus of Space Academy, the cadets of the Polaris unit, Tom Corbett, Roger Manning, and Astro, lug their heavy space gear across the grassy quadrangle and step on the broad slide walk, heading for the Academy spaceport. As they ride, Tom reminds his unit mates of a previous mission with the same commanding officer, Major Blastoff Connell. Look, fellas, after the hard time Major Connell gave us on the last mission out to Pluto, let's see if we can't really be on the ball for this one. Okay by me, Tom. Ah, it won't do any good. You won't know till you try, Roger. What's the matter? Afraid of a little work? Listen, you Venusian clunk, I'll work circles around you any day in a week, and that includes... Okay, save that energy for the Polaris, Roger. Yeah, use some of that hot air to shine brass. Well, there's the ship. Let's get aboard and have everything shipshape for Major Connell. This is one mission when the Polaris crew is coming back with a clean record. Polaris unit reporting, sir. Well, back to your old tricks again, I see. Tricks, sir? I thought after our last flight the Polaris unit had pulled itself together. But I see it's the same erratic, undependable... Well, is there something wrong, sir? No. No, nothing serious, Corbin. Just a minor detail. About what I'd expect from the Polaris unit. Who has the orders for this mission? Well, I, I have a copy of them, sir. Will you read the orders aloud, Manning, uh, just for the record? Y- yes, sir. Uh, 6 May 2352, order 35876. Polaris unit will report to Academy Spaceport at 1400 hours with full space gear and place themselves under command of Major Connell. Mission, space test of new long-range transmission beam. Destination, Tara, planet and system of Alpha Centauri. Spaceship to be used, the Annie Jones. Oh, murder. Does this ship look like the Annie Jones? Well, does it? Uh, uh, No, sir. sir. Just a minor detail you overlooked, no doubt, and a detail that will cost you each 20 demerits. Now, haul your gear out of here and see if you can find the Annie Jones. That is, if you can tell the difference between a cruiser and a space freighter. Unit dismissed. I don't get it. Why do we always wind up with Connell when we've got a long flight ahead of us? First it was Pluto and now Tara. 25 billion miles out in a deep space and he has to be the boss. Cheer up, Roger. There'll be two other spacemen on the crew. 
Connell will have to share his bad temper with them. Well, if they're smart, those guys will be dead. Who are they, anyhow? Oh, I don't know their names. A couple of men who were on the first exploratory expedition to Terra. You know, whether we like the company or not, this is going to be an important flight. If we can get this long-range transmission beam to work, it'll be the first big step to establishing a colony out there. Fine, and all I hope is they make Connell a CEO. Well, here's the Annie Jones. Come on, let's climb aboard. You sure this is the Annie Jones now? Of course. Climb into the airlock. Come on, Astro. Hey, Astro. Oh, sorry, Tom. What's the matter? What are you looking at? Oh, I, I thought I saw somebody hanging around that port stabilizer fin. Hmm. Don't see anyone. Uh, I guess I was wrong. Well, let's go. And heaven help us stay on the right side of Major Connell from now on. You can say that again, Astro. You space-happy jerk. Did you have to show yourself like that? You almost quit the whole deal. I'm sorry, Thurston. I thought those were the guys we're waiting for. Well, those were the cadets. We want the two enlisted spacemen. Yeah, I know. But listen, are you sure this thing is going to work? We're going to make it work. I'm not letting a hunk of copper like that slip out of my fingers. But are you sure the satellite is really copper? For the last time, Lewis, I had that sample tested. The satellite around Terra is almost three-quarters solid copper. And right now, with no deposit on Earth, Mars, or Venus big enough to wire a magnoscope, it's worth more than plutonium. We'll be rich enough to retire in the dough we'll get from the first load. I still think we ought to charter a ship and get it legitimate. To charter a ship costs money, and we ain't got a single credit between us. Besides, this guy Connell and his space cadets might find the copper moon and claim it for the Solar Alliance, and then where'd we be? Oh, I don't know. We found that moon when we were out there with the expedition, and we're keeping it. Okay, okay. Hey, here come those two spacemen, the rest of the crew. You ready? Yeah, all set. Quiet now. Get them! Okay, Thurston, they're out cold. All right, drag them behind that supply truck and grab their space gear. From here in, we're assigned to the crew of the Annie Jones. And when we get to Terra, we'll be richer one copper satellite. Blasting through space in the long-range freighter Annie Jones under the command of Major Connell, Tom, Roger, and Astro are bound for the planet Terra in the system of Alpha Centauri to test a new long-range transmission beam. Already off on the wrong foot with the harsh commanding officer, the boys are unaware that they face more trouble from the two enlisted spacemen in the crew. Thurston, I still think this job is awful risky. Nobody's asking you to think. We gotta get rid of the cadets and Major Connell, and then the copper satellite is all ours. Yes, and how do we get rid of them? It's four against two, and those kids aren't babes in arms. You let me worry about that. We're going to start cutting down the odds right now. Corbett. Get it, Corbett. Aye, aye, Major Connell. Corbett. You know the rules governing all entries made in the logbook. Yes, sir. It states that under no circumstances are any entries to be erased. But I find two lines here in your watch report have been erased. Erased? And on top of that, the wrong course rewritten in its place. But I, I never... Is that your signature? Well, yes, That'll sir. That'll cost you ten demerits, Corbett. And for every act of negligence aboard this craft, there'll be ten more. And ten more. Clear, Corbett? Clear, sir. Thurston. Yes, sir. Check through the log for more erasures. And I hope for your sake, Corbett, there aren't any.
Attention, power deck check-in. Power deck, aye. Cadet Astro here. Stand by for course change of four degrees starboard at my command. Aye, aye, sir. Four degrees starboard. Ready on steering rockets. Fire. Major Connell, huh? we're swinging 10, 12, 14 degrees. Power deck. I said four degrees, not 14. Something went wrong, sir. The energy induction valve was wide open. Something went wrong, eh? We were in close formation, Cadet Astro. Do you know what would happen? Well, yes, sir. No, but I... this is just another example of this unit's cockiness. That little mistake will cost you 20 demerits, Cadet Astro. Keep it up, and by the time we get back to Space Academy, the only power deck you'll handle will be on a kitty car. And just in case you ever do have a kitty car, you'll spend four extra hours a day off watch making rounds with Lewis. Maybe you can learn something from a real spaceman. <laughs> Blast my jets. Look who's got all the demerits. And yours truly, Roger Manning, just goes about his work. Why, you stargazing squirt, I tell you something happened to that bell. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose Tom didn't erase that stuff in the logbook. No, I didn't, Roger. Ah, stop beefing. A few demerits and you're crying. Manning! Manning, where are you? Uh-oh, and transmission, fellas. Uh, right here, Major, what's up? Suppose you tell me. Check your space position. Sure thing. Here you are, sir. Chart K, Section 63. We're right here. Look again, Manning. I think you'll find it Chart M, Section 67. Chart M, sir? Chart M, Manning. Check your dead reckoning again. Well, yes, sir. Hey, wait a minute. You're right, sir. It is Chart M, but how could that be? It's simple, Manning. You made a mistake. But I checked these figures three times, sir. You made a mistake, Manning. Well, yes, sir. I see it's wrong, sir, but I didn't do it, Cadet sir. Cadet Manning, you admit there was an error? Yes, sir, and but And you I... are the astrogator on this ship, aren't you? Yes, sir. I, I don't mind if a man makes a mistake. A human error can be understood and excused. But I cannot excuse a man who commits an error and then tries to wriggle out of it. It seems all I ever get from the Polaris unit is excuses. But I I'm relieving you, you from duty, Manning, as an example of negligence. Return to your quarters. Thurston, check in. Thurston here, sir. You're assigned to the radar deck for the remainder of the trip. Yes, sir. Ah, now, maybe I can relax with this ship in the hands of real spacemen. <laughs> there it is, Lewis. Second in command, recorded in the logbook, all nice and legal as far as the cadets are concerned. <laughs> My idea worked like a charm. Yep. Planning all those mistakes on the kids and then denying it. Oh, boy, that was just like pouring oil on a fire. Connell just got hotter and hotter and hotter. Well, now, if anything happens to Connell, I take over the ship and no questions. I'd feel a lot safer if we got rid of that space bomb right away. Suppose he gets wise. And that Corbett is a smart kid, too. Yeah, too smart. You're right about Connell. We gotta get rid of him fast. The thing is, how do we do it? The ray guns are all locked up. Leave it to me. I'm gonna make our tough skipper take a swim out in space. Mm. And I'll use Corbett as bait. <laughs> now, what's so funny? <laughs> I'm just thinking, Lewis. I might get down in history as the first guy in the universe to catch two space fish on one hook. <laughs> Tom.
Tom, that error on the radar deck was in simple arithmetic. I couldn't make that mistake if I wanted to, because I use a calculator on all problems. Right. And the first thing I learned was not to erase the logbook. And you, Astro, why, you couldn't turn the wrong valve if you wanted to. All right, then. What's the answer? Well, I don't know, but I've got my ideas. Thurston and Lewis. Hmm. Come to think of it, they're the ones who've profited by all this. And if Tom's right, it's still going to be tough to prove with Thurston second in command. Do you think it would do any good to talk to the Major? I don't know, Astro, but I can try. All he can do is give me a few demerits, and the way I'm going, what's ten or twenty more? All right, Thurston. What is it? I'm going outside to check the radar antenna. I wondered if Corbett here might want to come along. Come along? Why? Well, to learn something, of course. But if you'd rather not... Good idea, Thurston. A little refresher is good now and then. But I just finished a six-week refresher course at the Academy, uh, Major. Of, of all the lazy, stupid, short-sighted rocket wash. Get into a spacesuit on the double and go with Thurston. That's an order. Yes, sir. Oh, it's not so bad, Corbett. I can teach you a lot out there. Be the best lesson you ever had. Ten up forward, Corbett. You go ahead and I'll follow you. Okay, Thurston. Why so slow? I don't want to be out here all day. Why do you keep looking back at me? Just making sure everything's all right, Thurston. Oh, yeah, huh? Well, everything will be soon. Hey, what are you trying to do? Let go of me. My oxygen valve. That's it, Corbett. Have a nice long sleep for yourself. Attention. Emergency. Major Connell. Something's happened to Corbett. His oxygen supply is blocked. I need another bottle right away. Stand by, Thurston. Do what you can. I'll be right out. Better hurry, sir. There isn't much time. That's it. Breathe deeply, Corbett. You'll be all right. Last it. Why didn't Thurston just turn your valve on when he saw you weren't getting oxygen in Thurston, he, he turned the valve off. What? Yes, sir. Where, where is he? He he went back into the ship to get a respirator. He what? Corbett, what are you doing? Come back here, Major. The airlock, I can't open it. Thurston locked it from the inside. What? Thurston, Thurston, check in or by the stars, I'll put you in irons. You're not putting anyone in irons, Colonel. You're finished. I'm taking over the ship. What? You rotten space crawler! I'll tear you apart. I'll go on. Keep blasting, Colonel. That's all you can do now. Don't expect Manning or Astro to help you there fast asleep. A little narco-sleeping gas in the oxygen circulating system, and they never knew what hit them. When we get to Terra, we wake them up and tell them you and Corbett had an accident. Now listen, Thurston. Better save your breath, Connell. You've only got four hours of oxygen in your bottles. So you'd better take a good look at the stars. They'll be the last thing you ever see. Left to die of suffocation, locked outside the Annie Jones... Tom and Major Connell work desperately on a plan to save not only their own lives, but the lives of Astro and Roger, who have been drugged with a sleeping gas. Lucky for us, Thurston left this other oxygen bottle outside, Major. Yes. If we can damage the steering vein enough, it'll tear the control to make those rats come out to fix it. Well, just a little more, sir. Yep. And I think we might have it. Here, let me try a while, Corbett. Yes, sir. A little more, sir. And that'll do it. Hammer out here on the edge. That's it, sir. Uh, 
steering vanes jammed. <sighs> this will start the ship drifting off course. Thurston and Lewis will be scanning the hull to see what's going on. And we've got to make them think we're either dead or too weak to resist. But how, sir? Now, you lie down on the hull. I'm going to shove off into space. Hey, Major, they're coming out already. Quick, now, I haven't time to explain. Keep their attention drawn from me. Or we'll wind up drifting with ten million of the most unfriendly stars I've ever seen. Not a good, I said, I'm Thurston. I saw one of them through the airlock viewport, drifting away. Almost four hours, so I guess the other one is done, done for now. Yeah, but I hope that vein ain't busted too bad. Well, if it is, we get Astro to fix it. Good idea. Okay, pressure equalized. Now open up the outer hatch and climb out. Hey, there's one of them down by the stern of the ship. I think it's Corbett. Yeah, looks like he's passed out. You better stay here by the airlock just in case. Okay. I'll go over and take a look. Well, hello, Thurston. Come to look over the steering vane? Uh, you're... Yes, still alive, no thanks to you. They'll get you, Thurston, for mutiny, piracy, and attempted murder. The Solar Guard oh, will make... make me laugh when I get back. I'll have enough credits to buy the Solar Guard. Now, you're going for a long swim in space, and I'll make it easy for you. A blast from this parallel ray. So when the oxygen gives out, you won't feel a thing. So by trying to keep it a secret, Thurston and Lewis lost everything. Thurston confessed they wanted to keep the discovery of the copper satellite to themselves... And the first step was taking over the ship. But I I still don't understand what happened outside the ship, Major. Well, Roger, when the Major shoved off into space, I was supposed to act as decoy for the skipper to sneak up behind them. But how did the skipper get back to the ship? Well, the oxygen bottle, Astro. He waited for me to get Thurston and Lewis's attention, and then used the bottle like a jet to push him back. He came up behind Lewis and hit him with a bottle. I must have cracked his helmet. I couldn't save him. Well, what were you doing all this time, Tom? I'll tell you what he was doing. He was protecting me. Protecting you? That's right, Manning. To keep Thurston's and Lewis's attention, Tom took a parallel rate charge as calmly as if he were listening to a lecture at the Space Academy. Well, I'll be a stargazing lunatic. And speaking of Space Academy, it's going to be a long time before we get back. I've received orders from Commander Arkwright to bring the copper back with us. So you'd better get a lot of sleep. We've got a big job ahead of us. Sleep? After a round with that narco gas, I want to stay awake for six months. Oh, blast my jets. Now I've heard everything. Manning passing up sack time. Oh, rack it off, you Venusian hell Listen, you skinny space Hey, jerk. fellas, take it easy, the Major. Never mind, Corbett. Let them blast. It shows everything's back to normal again. Thank the universe. Miss the next action-packed adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, on when the crew of the Polaris lands on the copper satellite and begins the overwhelming task of sending it blasting back to Earth in part two of Danger in Deep Space. Tune in, same time, same station, for the next thrilling interplanetary adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Brought to you by Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal.
Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, starring Frankie Thomas, can also be seen on television and appears in the comic sections of many of America's leading newspapers. Look for it daily and in weekend editions. Featured in the cast were Al Markham, Jan Merlin, and Andy Donnelly. Today's program was written by Richard Jessup and directed by Drex Hines. Jackson Beck speaking. <laughs>